Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, one who was raised, who is at the right hand of the God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I don't know if I put an image of this or not in there. I hope I did. Nope, I didn't. One of the most amazing things I got to witness in my time, what happened in November 9th, 1989. Does anybody remember what happened on November 9th, 1989? Was anybody alive besides me on November 9th, 1989? No. The wall in Berlin fell. East Germany and West Germany were reunited in one day. One day. The mark of oppression and evil, the symbol of the Cold War and era, a mark of separation that had lasted 28 years, came down in one night. One single night. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of that story in just a minute. But I want to go back to Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28, I hear quoted time and time again, over and over again. And it's a beautiful piece of scripture, perhaps one of the best verses in all the Bible. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Isn't that beautiful? Who are called according to his purpose. This continues Paul's theme throughout Romans 8. God is unbeaten, and God has unbeatable love 
for his creation. However, before we talk about what Paul is saying, let's talk about what Paul is not saying. Because I think we get confused and hung up on what Paul is not saying. Paul is not saying that positive actions will always result in positive outcomes. This is a misnomer that somehow being good will get you good in return. That's not what Paul is saying here. That is something called karma, and it's not biblical, right? Paul is not saying if you do good, you get good. Paul is also not saying that all things that happen to God's dearly beloved people are good in and of themselves. That is another misnomer. Just because you follow Christ doesn't mean your life will be sunshine and rainbows 24-7 for the rest of your life. Anyone who has been a Christian knows that life has difficulty. It is difficult. It's not always good in and of itself. What Paul is saying, and this is something that I remind people over and over again when I talk to people. What Paul is saying is that God is at work in all things to somehow use the worst thing to bring about God's good purpose. That somehow God can work in the worst possible thing we can imagine. The worst thing that could ever happen to us. That God can still work in that somehow, some way to bring about God's good purpose. That God's love is so mighty and so powerful and so strong that it bends. It bends even the worst evil imaginable to God's will. That God's love can bend evil and make it good. That ultimately somehow God works in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in to bring about something beautiful out of it. That somehow it enhances our own wellness. Now I've talked to many people and, and in the moment you can't see how something so bad, something so evil, something so wrong can be used for good. But somehow Paul is saying that, that God can work in the most dire of circumstances. That even then God's love is still working. Verses 29 through 30. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be firstborn among many brothers. He also predestined those also called, and those he called he also justified, and those he justified he also glorified. Our destiny is tied to God's glory. It is one and the same. So many people get bogged down in the words foreknew, predestined, called. But there's something bigger going on here. I want you to see who is at work in this passage. It's not you and me, right? This is what Paul is saying. It's not you. It's not me. We are not doing this. God is doing this. There's something bigger going on here. Last week I talked about... Genesis 1 and how Genesis 1 is being rewritten by Paul. If you go with me to Genesis 1.27 real quick. 
This is what Paul is doing. He's rewriting creation with the new Adam. Jesus 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. This is key. He created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Again, who's working here? God is working. God creates man in his own image. The image of God, he created them. Now we know the rest of the story in Genesis, there's a fall, and that image is corrupted, it's broken, it's shattered, right? But in verse 29, in verse 29, in Romans 8:29, we get this. To be conformed to the image of his son. Paul is saying, your image is being rewritten again, being recreated again in a perfect image. Just as Jesus Christ is perfect, we are being remade, redrawn, recreated in Jesus' perfect image. Glory. God works in our brokenness for his good, for his glory. Because of his love, God is working in our own brokenness to change our broken and shattered image, our painful image, into Jesus' perfect image. God is transforming people into Christ. You are becoming like Christ. Verse 30, God also calls, justifies, and glorifies. Again, are we doing any of the work in any of these? Are any of the verbs on us, right? I see zero action that we're doing right here. Zero work. God is calling. God is justifying. God is glorifying. God is the one who is doing all this. Not only is God helping us to become more Christ-like, he's also calling us and justifying us and glorifying us. God is the one who works, not us. This is why Paul isn't worried about anything that might happen or standing in the way of God because nothing can stand in the way of God. Nothing stands in the way of God. Nothing can stop God. What can be against us? It is God who justifies. It is God who glorifies. What's going to stop God? Nothing. God is so determined to transform his adopted children that God would let nothing, including the crucifixion of God's only son, for the sake of us all, block his work. Nothing will stop God. So Paul is insisting in Romans 8 that, that God's sovereign love isn't irresistible, it's also self-sacrificial. That God gives himself because he loves us this much. Nothing can stop God from transforming evil into good. From working through our mess, from working in our brokenness, from working in our lives to bring about his glory. I tell people all the time, I don't know the end of the story, but I know who does. I know who does.
God does. God does. Now for what I didn't tell you about the law. On the night of November 9th, 1989, massive crowds surged to the Berlin Wall. They were drawn by an announcement of surprise that caught the world by surprise. East Germans could now move freely to the West. The wall, the infamous symbol of a divided Cold War Europe, seemed to be falling. But here's the rest of the story. The opening of that gate that night was not planned. There was no announcement. All the people heard an announcement. There was no announcement. Nor was it the result of a bargaining between Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, the Soviet leader, Mikhail Gorbachev. It was an accident. Or was it? Was someone else at work? Was God at work in this accident? Was God working even in our broken world to bring about something good in his love? Amen.